The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Gabby, and welcome back to What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gabby. I'm the founder of What's Gabby Cooking. I am a best-selling author. I have a line of products at Williams Sonoma, and now I am a podcast host. What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking-related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry, and more. We'll have some guests, all the things. Every episode, I'm also going to be highlighting a super cool company that's delivering nationwide. So during this hashtag quarantine situation, we're all locked and loaded as far as food goes. So without further ado, this is What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. We made it through another weekend. How I mean, my weekend looked the exact same as last week. We worked all weekend, probably because my book comes out in officially eight days, which is very exciting. I can't believe it's here and I can't wait to celebrate with you guys. But book aside, we have so many questions still coming in. I mean, the pictures people are sending me of their pantries are giving me so much joy. I love mix and matching ingredients for you guys. Um, I did a ton of that over the weekend, but let's talk some specifics in the food world today and expect some guests in the very near future. Here we go. Hi, Gabby. This is Sherry from Michigan, um, just outside of Ann Arbor. And I actually left you a message on your Instagram regarding your chocolate brownie pudding, wanting to know what I could substitute for the Kahlua and coffee extract. I'm not a huge coffee drinker and don't have Kahlua on hand. Uh, so I was hoping that you could give me some tips on what to substitute it with or if it was okay to leave it out or what I could do. So anything that you can help me with would be great. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for calling in. Um, let's talk about chocolate brownie pudding because this is one of those recipes on Watch Gobby Cooking that gives me so much joy. And also I can't make it very often because I'm not exaggerating. I will sit there and eat it with a spoon out of the oven until I get sick. <laughs> it's just, it's that. I mean, you guys, this recipe couldn't be easier. It's butter, eggs, sugar, cocoa powder, flour, and then some things to jazz it up like Kahlua, vanilla extract, coffee extract, and you serve it with vanilla ice cream. Here's the deal. If you have vanilla extract, you're fine. You could ditch the Kahlua. You could ditch the coffee extract. No big deal. If you wanted to add Kahlua and vanilla, great. If you wanted to add vanilla and coffee, great. But as long as you add something, you're fine. Um, the other thing you can add is if you want that coffee flavor, but you don't have any of the extracts at home, you can add a little bit of espresso powder. Some people have that. But if you're not a coffee drinker, I'm guessing you don't have espresso powder at home either. So just ditch it as far as I'm concerned. Maybe throw in a couple chocolate chips to give it some extra pizzazz. But anytime a baking recipe calls for Kahlua or another kind of liqueur, you're usually 99% of the time safe just omitting it. And that way you have one less thing to measure. So there you go. All right. What's up next? Hey, Gabby. This is Katie calling from Peabody, Massachusetts. Um, I just have a question regarding your Christmas M&M cookies. I know it's not Christmas time, but um, I was making M&M cookies. I made the dough. I followed the directions step by step. But when I cooked them, they were completely flat, um, like paper thin. I don't know why, because I chilled the dough. Like I said, I followed everything to the T. They tasted delicious, but they were not puffy like 
the picture on your website. So I was just wondering what I did wrong. I'm sure I did something because they weren't as great as yours, but can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, Katie. Thank you for calling in. I feel like this episode is just going full baking style and I am really here for it because I made 72 hour chocolate chip cookies over the weekend and my body is predominantly butter and sugar right now and I'm not mad about it. Okay, let's talk about cookies and how they bake. So here's the deal. Any kind of baking, there's always room for so much it's not even user error. There's just so many variables that go into it because baking is more of a science than cooking. A couple things I'm going to say off the bat, I'm assuming, and I think you said this, you made no substitutions. You didn't use margarine as opposed to butter or coconut oil instead of butter, use regular sugar, stuff like that. Because once you get into switching all that kind of stuff up, like if you use coconut flour, almond flour, nothing works the same, but I'm pretty sure you didn't. One, the recipe calls for room temperature butter. So for me, that means my butter sits at room temperature for about an hour for it to be room temp. If you leave your butter on the counter, for example, overnight, and it becomes too soft, then when you pop it into the oven, it starts melting too fast and that can cause your cookies to flatten. Another thing is over greasing baking sheets. So if you're greasing a baking sheet with baking spray or butter or something like that, you're adding too much fat into the situation. So that can cause cookies to go flat. If you reuse baking sheets and they're hot still, then the cookies melt faster when they're in the oven, which is another, you know, could be issue. The other thing I will say is some people do, Adam and I have this conversation all the time. Adam's my food stylist. Some people are a scoop and level when they do the flour and some people are a spoon and level. I'm a scoop. So I like stick my cup measure into the flour and then level it off, like scoop the flour, level it off, which sounds now that I'm listening back to this, I'm sure I sound like a crazy person, (laughs) but it actually makes a huge difference as to how much flour is going into the recipe. If you scoop and level as opposed to spoon and leveling. So for everyone listening, I'm always a scoop and leveler. All my recipes are go by that because you get, it's actually ends up being a little bit more flour than when you spoon it. So that would be the other thing I would keep in mind. And then just to make sure your baking soda and your baking powder is fresh and it's not too old, that all helps. But I think if you kind of, if none of that helps, call back because we have other, we need to address this further. But I think that should solve pretty much all the cookie problems. And one more thing about the cookies, you can't skimp on the mix-ins, like the amount of chocolate chips or the amount of M&Ms or the amount of nuts or whatever you're doing has to equal to whatever the recipe is called for, because that kind of helps like sustain the cookie. All right, who's next? I hope it's about cookies. Hey, Gabby, this is Lillian. I live in Washington, D.C., and I just graduated college about a year ago. And so I was wondering if you had any suggestions for some affordable kitchen staples in terms of knives and olive oils and what your favorite things are that would be more affordable for someone who's in their young 20s and right out of college. I love your blog and your food. Thanks so much. Hi, Lillian. Thanks for calling in. Congrats on graduating college. I hope you found a great job that you love. I did not find a great job that I loved right out of college. So never fear. There's always job number two. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about a starter kitchen, basically, because you don't need a lot when you start. I think there are a couple things that are worth getting, putting on your birthday list, something like that. I really wish birthday registries were a thing. Like, why can't we register for our birthdays? That would be really nice to have an ongoing list of things that we like that our family and friends could buy us. 
Amazon, if you're listening, I feel like that needs to be a thing. Okay, so here's what you need. I think you need a good chef's knife. One knife, that's it. I think you need a great skillet, something. That, and here's the thing. When I say you want to get like a good quality skillet, it makes a difference because it actually cooks better than like a cheap $20 skillet, which you might be inclined to get, but that's only going to last you a year or so before it falls apart. If you spend a little bit more money on a really good skillet, I have all clad. I love them. And there are different tiers of all clad that you can get. That'll last you forever. Like truly that would last forever. So it's a great investment. So a chef's knife, a skillet, maybe a pot like to cook pasta or something on it. You don't need like a huge pasta pot to start. Just get like a regular, you know, medium sized pot that you can boil pasta in. you can make rice, you could make soups in. And so those three things are kind of all purpose. And that's kind of it. Like if like you could get a small blender, like maybe a Nutribullet or something like that to make different vinaigrettes, but it's also very easy to make vinaigrettes by hand without a blender. So those I think are the key things for a starter kitchen and then build out from there. Like, you can get a little paring knife later down the road. And also you probably don't have a lot of space. When we moved to LA, we had a super tiny kitchen. I called it a one butt kitchen because literally only one person's butt could fit in it. And otherwise you would like, it would just get too crowded. So Thomas was never allowed in the kitchen for the first few years when we lived here, but I didn't have room to store all that stuff. So it wasn't, it wasn't until we moved a couple years later that I could afford just space-wise to have more pots and more pans and all that kind of stuff. So start small, go from there. As far as other things go, you know, like Ina or someone will tell you you need really good quality olive oil. Like you use olive oil a lot when you're cooking. So I think you just get something from like Trader Joe's, Whole Foods 365, something like that, that is isn't going to break the bank, but you can use for everything and not worry about it. And then you need a couple seasonings, your favorite spices, some salt and pepper, and just some pantry staples. There's a blog post on my site about pantry staples. And I honestly feel like we should just convert it to a PDF and people can print it out and just check off things they need and just slowly build up over time. I was doing a podcast with Gabby Reese the other day, and we were talking about how when you're, for example, right now in quarantine, you don't need to go out and order every seasoning or every spice under the sun so you can make Korean food and this and Cambodian food and Thai food and this and this and this and this, like just get a couple spices and then get comfortable with those and then add another one to it. Like, I really just think it's all about starting small and building on that. I just really, (laughs) that was a lot. Sorry. I just really went for that question. All right. I feel like that's all the time we have for questions today. Let's get into a company that's really cool. So I've talked about this before, but my chocolate obsession during quarantine has gotten a little aggressive. And there's a company called Choco Love, which is based in Colorado. And they make the most incredible chocolate. It's filled with like raspberries or caramel or almonds or pretzels. They're doing free shipping if you order over a certain amount. I can't remember anymore, but it's a small company. They're doing really cool things. Their products are amazing and it's great chocolate. So that's who we're featuring today. They're amazing. Check them out, chocolove.com. I feel like so many people schooled me about their name when I mentioned it on Instagram a few weeks ago. So I feel like you guys already know what's up, but check them out. They're incredible. And we all need a little bit of chocolate in our lives right now. Let's be honest. All right. That's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine podcast. Be sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future. And if you have any questions you want answered, if you want me to come up with a recipe based off what's in your pantry, you name it, call me and leave me a voicemail, 888-338-4429. 
Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with me on Instagram at What's Gobby Cooking. And for more recipes, check out What's Gobby Cooking.com. I will see you guys on, well, I won't see you. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs> Bye.